The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I am so delighted that you're with us today on the show, Uh, whether you're listening to the live broadcast or whether you're listening to it later as a download. We're always delighted to have you with us. Today, we're going to talk about optimism, and I want you to think about where you are on this spectrum of Uh, between pessimism and optimism as we begin the show. I really hadn't thought much about the power of our thoughts until I read Deepak Chopra's book, Ageless Body, Timeless Mind, back in the early 90s. Chopra made this statement, and I paraphrase, if you want to know what your body, why your body is the way it is today, look at your thoughts 10 years ago, and if you want to know what your body will be like 10 years from now, look at your thoughts today. Actually, you can substitute the word life for the word body. If you want to know what your life will be like 10 years from now, look at your thoughts today. Now, I've always been oriented toward optimism. I've even been called a Pollyanna. But just, you know, this statement propelled me to be really conscious of any negativity and any pessimism in my own thoughts or in my own life. Actually, knowing about the powerful effect of our thoughts has been around for eons much longer than than 1990, but um, most of the sacred writings have a statement such as, as a man thinketh, so is he. We're learning much more about how our thoughts affect everything in our lives, from our health to our future, our finances. We have sayings like change your thinking, change your life, and a positive anything is better than a negative nothing. We talk about the glass being half empty or half full. I've always wondered why the glass can't just be full. I've responded that way a couple of times when people ask me about my glass, and I got a blank look in return. I learned that David Mezapel says his glass is full too. And today we're going to talk with him about not just optimism, but contagious optimism. Go to the self-improvement blog to see David Mezapel's picture, read his bio, read the review of his book, and please, please watch the videos in the right sidebar. You will be so glad you did. David Mezapel is the founder of the Contagious Optimism brand and author of the best-selling book series, Contagious Optimism. He was the founder of Goliath Technology, a data center infrastructure company that supported enterprises worldwide, and he orchestrated an innovative internship program, which has become a staple for organizations today, uh, a really important uh, uh, innovation. Goliath was sold in 2007, and he began Goliath Jobs, a marketing and consulting organization for academic employment. 
He launched a niche portal for baby boomers and retirees called Jobs Over 50. And in, 19, in 2009, his company formed a joint venture with Silver Census. And with David as their marketing and development advisor, the new company grew to a leading senior living and health services resource in the U.S. And, and many of us are very grateful for his work. Today, he consults on various projects and serves on several boards and philanthropic initiatives. His book, by the way, Contagious Optimism, has been nominated for the prestigious Reader's Favorite Award. And after reading the book, I can certainly understand why. And I'll be surprised if he doesn't win that award. It is such a pleasure and an honor for me to welcome David Mezapel to the Self-Improvement Show. David, we're so glad you're with us today. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, and thank you for that absolutely wonderful introduction. I'm very humbled and and flattered at the same time. Well, you know, it's always inspiring to me to read the bios of our guests, because some of them have accomplished so much, and the things you've done have helped so many people who really, I mean, you've helped students who need a a help to, to get started, and you've helped seniors like me who really still need to continue in the workplace, but had no resources before some of your work. So, you know, you've made a great contribution, and I I appreciate it, and and many others do too. As we heard in your bio, you have some major accomplishments, but tell us really about yourself. Who is David Mezapel? Sure, sure. Well, again, I I appreciate that, and I appreciate this opportunity. Uh, I love your show, by the way. Oh, Uh, thanks. Absolutely. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. you got to love what you do. Uh, (laughs) So, and on and on, on that note, I do love what I do, and basically, um, I've been through all kinds of, of things in my life, professionally and personally, and every one of them um, has certainly generated uh, wisdom uh, and gratitude for me, and uh, you mentioned working with seniors, and one of my favorite things about that is, even to this date, I still work with seniors because I go into senior living communities all the time to capture stories because I love the stories of, of many of our greatest generation and silent generation and, and everybody else. So it's, it's been great for me. Uh, overall, um, I, I've, since I was a child, I've been a very optimistic, very happy person. Uh, I, never, I never let go of that. I, I was surrounded by older relatives and older family friends because I was the youngest in my family by far. And, um, I was always impressed with these stories I kept hearing. And as I got older, I never let that go. And I thought it would be really nice for, for people to have an outlet to, to share their stories and potentially be published. And as we go on in time, those, those stories go in, in perpetuity. And I had this in the back of my mind but never did anything about it. And then my alma mater, uh, Fairfield University in Connecticut, uh, Fairfield had been suggesting for years that I write a book on optimism in business because I ran a company for 17 years on a very positive platform. It was a technology company, uh, but I, I really instilled optimism and wisdom and learning from our mistakes in every intern and every full-time employee we had. And Fairfield took notice and thought the way I did things would be a good primer for other people starting out in business. Um, 
so when I sold the company in 2007, about three years later, I said, you know what, I'm ready to do this book, but let's not just make it about me. Let's make it about lots of people and not just business, but many of life's themes, including business. And that's really, that's really how Contagious Optimism came to be, and that's really the summary of, of what I'm all about. How did you find all these stories? Because they're so wonderful. I don't know whether you had a chance to read my review, but I said very honestly up front, I didn't read all of this book. And that's because I had to save it. I had to save some to save her later on down the road. I didn't want to read the whole thing. I want something to look forward to because the stories are so meaty. They're down to earth. They're inspiring, but they're real. I mean, yes, well, that, and that's our whole thing, you know, real stories, real people, and uh, even our, and our second book's gonna, going to come out right around Christmas, and I'll make sure you get a copy of that as well. Um, it, basically, what happened was I started putting the word out a lot of different ways, um, through social media, through grassroots, um, going into schools and speaking, going into senior living communities and speaking, uh, encouraging people to share their stories. Uh, I put together a wonderful team, um, and literally we went out into bus stations and railroad stations and airports and grocery stores and everything in between, you name it. We went out and just started talking to people and capturing stories. We have an essay bank right now that's full of amazing stories, and every day more stories go in it. And as we keep launching books, both general editions and themed editions, we're always welcoming more and more content. And over really the last almost four years now, um, it has become viral. It has grown organically, and uh, the stories don't stop coming in. We, you know, at any given time, we could crank a volume out based on a very specific theme that could help hundreds, if not thousands, or hundreds of thousands of people at the same time. And and I know they do, and I know that whatever you put out will because they're they're not run of the mill. I mean, they are and they aren't. I don't know how to say what I want to say. You keep saying we. Who helped you collect these stories? Sure. Well, essentially, um, when I started, when I started Contagious Optimism, just like the way I've started other other projects, I bring on interns around the country. And, and these interns uh, serve different roles. And that's how I always start our staff. And then as we grow, we grow the staff. And as interns uh, graduate, the better ones we hire full-time. And it's a great way to build your culture. So our team consists of former interns that are now staff. We have new interns coming in all the time. Uh, I have a social media specialist. Um, I, have, I work a lot with... Um, partners in California that run a TV production company called Smile TV. They've been a big source of, of uh, assistance and uh, video capture of our stories. Uh, for our live events, I have a musical partner, Harold Payne, who is um, a great musician that helps run the music and entertainment for our events. These are all members of our team. Um, you know, I can go on and on, but we have a, we have a good group, good group so here in Los I- Angeles and Connecticut. Oh, it's almost time for us to take a break. So why don't we go to break now? And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the internship program and some of the other things that you're doing. 
Sure. That'd be okay. Okay, this is Irene Conlon with my guest David Mezapel saying, please stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is David Mezapel, the author of of Contagious Optimism, and I want to know, just before the break, we touched on the internship program and and, and who helps him in this. It's really a movement, but who helps him? I, I'd really like to know more about the internship program, and if someone's listening to this show that wants to get involved in it, a student somewhere, how do they find you? How do they get involved in this program? Sure. Well, basically, uh, in, in summary, the reason I'm, I'm into uh, developing internships for our project and the, way, the reason we've done it in the past was that I, I myself was an intern when I was in college. I worked essentially three and a half, almost four years for IBM. Uh, I really didn't make much money, if any. Uh, it was really the experience. And uh, when I graduated from college, uh, I was going to grad school at night, and I started my company during the day, started the business, but I couldn't afford employees, and I really needed employees to get out to promote the products and services we were selling, uh, which was mostly IT products, uh, IBM business partner products, and uh, so what I did was I figured, you know, I was an intern, why not hire interns? So this was 1990. Uh, there was really no Internet to speak of. Uh, AOL was just starting out. It wasn't really much of an Internet then. Um, so what I did was I, I faxed every single college in the Barron's Book of, of Colleges. Uh, I faxed every school in the U.S. and Canada with a job posting. 
to hire an intern to get out into the into the cities and towns near their near their campus, and they would promote what we do. And it worked. It worked very well for us. And within six months, we had 300 students pounding pavement. Wow! Uh, it was great. It was, and we grew, and we grew, and grew, and grew, and lasted 17 years. And that was really the, the starting point for the model. And then after that, we continued hiring interns every year, and the better ones we groomed to become full-time staff. Whether it was sales, marketing, accounting, uh, management, IT, whatever it was, we found jobs for them. And it, it was wonderful. And then when I got out of that business, um, it was a good idea, I thought, to start a consulting company that could help others, small, small businesses or startups or even large companies having an HR problem. We thought we could build internship models for other companies. So that's when we, I got into that, that whole type of business and continued to grow it and showing other companies how you could get out. No matter what your size is, no matter what you do, <clears throat> you could leverage local education to get the workforce you need affordably, uh, motivationally. Uh, and then when you think about the long-term picture, they stay with you. They want to stay with you. They want to be there. So that, that's really how that all came to be. And to this and day, so, through the Internet and through social media, it's even easier to build a robust internship program. Oh, absolutely. And it, it solves that problem of you can't get a job without experience, but you can't get an experience, the experience without a job. You hit and it on an the internship head. does that. Uh, and a lot of young people have that struggle, even today. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, your book is built on stories. You have a number of chapters you reached. You you talk about different topics. You introduce it and then you fill it with stories. Why do you think stories of other people in other places in other kind of situations are helpful to readers today or to the the people who read your book? Why did you hit on that? Well, I believe that when people are going through tough times, they tend to think they're alone. But when they hear stories of how others have persevered, it gives them hope. And hope is that foundation of optimism. And how do they hear stories of how others have persevered? They hear it through their stories. And even people that are going through good times in prosperity they also need to hear stories because they're the ones that sometimes lose their gratitude. They take things, they take things for granted. Um, they just they lose sight of what's important. So whether people are enduring good times or bad, hearing stories of how others have persevered is important. And that's I really firmly believe in that. Um, I know for myself, anytime I've endured some kind of problem, as soon as I you know have I, I talk to somebody who's been through it. It immediately adds light to the problem, and it immediately tells me that I have the ability to emulate these outcomes, that whatever problem I have is temporary. But again, that is discovered through people's stories, and that's on a global scale. That's not just here at home. No, that's, and it doesn't matter where these people are. They're, we're all human and Correct. We, all, we all experience many of the same things, maybe not in the same way. But we all have heartache. We all have tragedy that happens in our life. We all have, maybe not all of us have financial downturns, but, you know, we're just coming through one. 
And a lot of people were hurt by that, and I'm sure a lot of people got encouragement when they read some of the stories in your book. Well, thank you. Uh, I like to think so. It really, that's, that's our hope, that if one person benefits from a story in our book, we feel like we've done our job, and, and we're, we're, we're definitely hitting, hitting this as hard as we can. If people want to find you and find your book, how do they do that? How, how can you know they get in touch with you or find your find Sure, well, to find the book, um, we're in all bookstores. Uh, you can go to any Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, or any even independent. We are, we're in all the stores uh, really globally, um, and certainly in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, and then you could go online if you prefer um, an e-book. We're... we're Nook, Kindle, iPad. Um, you could also go to um, even a college bookstore. You know, we're, we could be accessed through the web or through any bookstore. We, they usually keep a decent inventory of our of our book, and if not, they order it and they have it within a day or two. Yeah, I, I love Kindle because when I find something like yours, I've got yours in a hard copy, and I really appreciate it. But I, I you know, with a Kindle, you can have it right now, <laughs> and yeah. I always I always love that. Now, yeah. Contagious Optimism has become a brand. Tell Correct. me what's under that umbrella of Contagious Optimism. What else is here besides the book? Yeah, so, so Contagious Optimism, you know, of course the foundation is the book for sure, but I felt several years ago, I felt that, um, that to really get this thing out there, we have to be much more than a book. So we created more of a movement. We've created these different segments. For example, we created... Contagious Optimism Live, which is very similar to TED, you know, TED Talks, um, except we add in a lot of music and entertainment in between the talks to make it a very fun day, and then our shows end with uh, dinner and, and entertainment as well. So that's really exciting, doing very well. We have our next event is in Thousand Oaks, California, in Southern California, on October 11th. Um, we have a show that we do it's a it's a TV and radio show combined. Uh, we're in the studio and it's televised in Southern California in Los Angeles. It's called the Contagious Optimism Show. Uh, we have that going on, and we're uh, oh, wait we're, wait wait. How do we find that? You could just go if you go to contagiousoptimism.com. You could click on you could click on radio. You can click on television. Either either way, you'll see all that. Okay, uh, so we can find that on your website. Oh, yes. You can find everything there. You can see all the segments of what we do on our website. We're in the process now of building a, a, a television show, which will be a talk show where we bring people on and feature a different story every episode, where we do an expose of the person and their life, what they've done to persevere. Uh, we're very excited about that. We're building that right now. Um, and we launched a clothing line uh, just last week. Our Our clothing says... Contagious optimism. Pick it up, pass it on, and that's our that's our our uh, logo and our tagline. And and the money we make from all these different things, whether it's books, live events, clothing, we we share our our profits and royalties with charities, education, uh, scholarship funds. So every single thing we do has an altruistic element. Nothing we do is strictly for profit. And I love that. I you know, picked up picked that up somewhere in something I read. Maybe I, it may be in the book, but you know, that's you know, paying it forward in the in the best sense. You know, helping Absolutely. others. Really appreciate that. 
Let's talk a little bit about optimism, you know, and it's interesting to me as, as I, I put, tried to put some articles on the blog every day about optimism since we're getting ready for this, and I can't believe how many I've read that thought who, people who are ultimately optimistic aren't realistic, I mean, I just hadn't even thought about that, that we don't have our feet on the ground, um, that we're sort of pie in the sky. Now, what, what would your take be on that? Well, it, it's one of my favorite topics. So, <laughs> I, I did not know that. Yes, it's my favorite topic. I'm so glad you brought it up. So essentially, every time I speak and I go out on a stage, the first thing I tell people is I just want you to know I'm not the kind of optimist you probably think I am. I actually believe that that success comes from effort, reality, and positive thinking. If you're if you're just an optimist, in my opinion, and nothing else, you're in the clouds. And if you're just a realist, but nothing else, you probably won't get too far. You'll, you'll get out there. It might even take a while, but you're just going to spin your wheels. But when you combine effort, reality, and positive thinking, that is where it's at. And, and I firmly believe in that. I, I often talk about how there's so many books and DVDs out there that say, you know, close your eyes and, and you know, put your hand on the steering wheel in your mind and that car will appear in your driveway or that pot of gold will be in the backyard. No, no, no. I, I personally, I don't believe in any of that. And I know some people do, and that's wonderful. I believe you have to earn it, you have to get out there, but you have to be positive, because when you're positive, that's where the law of attraction comes from, but it doesn't just come from dreaming about it, it comes from putting in the effort and being realistic, and that's, that's what I'm about. See, I, I have to agree with that, and, and I'm into the manifesting thing, but I think what you manifest is the opportunity to earn it, or to do what you need to do to manifest that into your life. I think the opportunity will come. You have to have your eyes open enough to see it and get off the couch and go do something about it. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's so beautiful. You just said you, you actually creating the opportunity. You're not creating a physical object. You're creating the opportunity to get to the object. And it's, you know, I talk, sometimes I speak in a business environment and I talk to either young aspiring entrepreneurs or people starting at entry level or, or kids looking at uh, maybe an internship, whatever it may be. And I, I often tell them that, look, if you have some brilliant idea, some super cool idea, don't just think you're going to create it and it's going to sell. It's not going to work that way. You have to get out. You have to measure the market. You have to look at who will my buyers be? You might love this product. You and a few friends might love it, but will the public love it? The, what will the market bear? You have to do some diligence. You, you do have to have, you don't have to have a big, robust business plan like some people scare them, but you have to have some, you have to have a business plan. You have to have some accounting analysis and market analysis. You can't just dream about something you're passionate about and think it will be profitable. So there is an element of reality there. And, and, but if you're positive, you believe in what you're doing, and you know there is a market for it, it will sell. But you just can't, yeah. you know, like you said, pie in the sky. That doesn't, that doesn't work. Doesn't work. And on that note, we're going to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, David Mezapel, saying stay tuned. We'll be back more with more of the Self-Improvement Show in just a moment.
on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Have you ever noticed that sometimes life just feels easier, especially when judgment of you or anyone else ceases to exist? What if you could function from that space all the time? What if gratitude is the key? Every time you are grateful for someone or something, a new universe opens up. What difference can you create in your life and the world from the energy, space, and consciousness of gratitude? Join us on Access Consciousness Presents Beyond Saying Thank You every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is David Mezapel, and we're talking about contagious optimism. David, in the, in the beginning of the book, in, in the front of the book, you talk about positive forward thinking and life carrots. I love life carrots. I, you know, talk about what those are and you know, what purpose they play for us. Sure, absolutely. Well, <clears throat> when I first um, started creating this, the manuscript for this, our first book, um, I had thought, you know, what would be a great, great title? And essentially, I thought about life carrots because the whole thing with me is I've always believed that there's something out in front of us that you can reach. No matter, no matter what your day is like, no matter what yesterday was like, there's always something great that you can reach. You just have to get there. So I had this whole image in my mind of this carrot on the end of a stick, you know, that, that a rabbit's trying to reach for. So I called it Life Carrots. Uh, and then when the publisher came along and 
picked us up. They said, look, it's a cute name. We get what it means. But when you look at it from a marketing standpoint, people in a bookstore or an airport or gift shop, they might think it's some kind of food-related book and, and, and not pick it up. So you really think of another name. Think about what you are. And people have always told me, you know, hey, your, your optimism is so contagious. Everything with me since I was a child was this whole contagious optimism. So it was a natural fit to go with this new title. Uh, but we still carry the theme through the introduction and into the book about what a life carrot is. And it's essentially, as I mentioned, it's something out in front of you that you can reach. And with the effort, reality, and positive thinking you put out there, you will reach it. And that's what a life carrot is. I love that concept. And while you were talking, you know, I was thinking about truly how contagious optimism is for most people. I've met some people who just really, I mean, they're going to bah humbug no matter. Yep. But pessimism is not contagious. It'll bring you down, but you don't stay there very long if you're really more, you know, if your outlook is more optimistic. I, mean, I can't see that pessimism could ever be contagious. Well, it's, it's interesting because, you know, there's a saying that I bring up quite often because I just love it so much from Mary Lou Retton that optimism is a happiness magnet uh, because people people attract other people. So if you're, if you're happy and you put it out there, the people around you are going to feel that and it'll bring them up. And that's the, hence the contagious as you, as you bring up. But I believe too, that when you're around negative people, whether it's in the office or in your home or dorm or apartment or your office, um, when you're, when you're around negative people, they'll bring you down. Um, they'll drag you down or at least attempt to do that. And you have to be strong and be like, okay, I can't, always be away from this person for whatever reason, but maybe I could just do a good job of ignoring what they're trying to push on me. So it almost does have a contagious element, but not, not in the positive sense, not at all. No, you, you can learn to turn your ears off. Correct. So, so you just, you hear their words, but you know, you know where they're going with it and you just don't take it. Oh, they're either cynical or they're naysayers or they're just pure pessimists. I mean, they're out there. Maybe it's good because it makes the world go around, but uh, I'm sorry. You, you could be, be a realist and an optimist. Being a realist doesn't mean you're a pessimist, and there's a big difference. There's a huge difference. And, and you know, it, it seems that we have to have it because it's the opposite end of the spectrum. Correct. And, and you know, we have this duality, but... Um, it's a lot more fun to live on the other end of that spectrum, way up in the range of contagious optimism. You, you have this wonderful statement in your book. You say, it's as important to embrace a stumbling block on the journey as a milestone and not as a mistake. And you go on to say, unfortunately, it is years later when we look back and appreciate them. Talk a little bit about uh, embracing our stumbling blocks. Sure. I'll even I'll start that off with an example. So many people, so many people um, that were hurt in 2000 when the technology stock market bubble burst. A lot of people were hurt by that. They lost so much money. And then years later, people got hurt with the real estate and the banking meltdown and all that. And when it's happening, 
when these things are happening, it's horrible. There's no doubt. I'm not sugarcoating loss by any means. But when it's happening, sometimes it's a little bit easier, a little more palatable if we say to ourselves, okay, I made the mistake of, of buying into the euphoria or I made the mistake of not diversifying or, or whatever it is you did to be there in that bad situation, whether it was voluntary or involuntary, you can't change it. You're in it. So if you look at it as it's a stumbling block, it's a milestone, it's something temporary that you will probably never make that mistake again. So I was invested heavily in tech stocks in 2000 because I was in that industry. So I was, you know, I was buying into the vendors whose products I sold. I was buying their stock because I, I saw what was going on. Um, and I got really hurt. And it's, it was not a good situation. But you know what? It made me a much better investor in the future. And same thing with divorce. Sure, divorce could be horrible. But you know what? It takes two to tango. You both did something to make it why it didn't work out. So you know in the future in your next relationship what not to do. Uh, so I look at every single mistake. I try, and I've always been like this, I always try to find the bright side of every bad situation. As difficult as it may be, it makes it palatable. Now, one of the things I learned some time ago was if I ask myself, what can I learn from this? Right. And there's always something to learn. You always can come out ahead, you know, if, you, if you've learned from it, and, and that kind of helps me get through. One of the things you talk about that I think is very important, especially in this day of what I think of as the hypermedia age, you talk about how envy and jealousy are wasted energy and how the media type has, uh, hype, hype has made us think we have to have stuff we can't afford and we allow money and materialism to blue to blur our view of reality. For some reason, I can't talk today. Uh, some people have trouble staying optimistic when they compare themselves to the rich and the famous. We want everything they have. We think something's wrong with us if we don't. Talk a little bit about that. How do we avoid getting into that position of thinking we need to have everything they hype? Well, it's very, very valid. You know, it's amazing because sometimes sometimes when you're caught up in, in those kind of things, you're caught up in, let's just say, materialism, or you're, you're caught up in keeping up with the Joneses, and then you get hurt. Let's, just, let's go back to financial because so many people, it seems to be financial. Um, and you get hurt. Well, it sometimes takes being hurt to make you realize what's important in life. You know, a lot of people that have, were caught up in, in, um, in greed, you know, they came out pretty good because they came out and realized, you know what, I don't need to have a monster house. I could have a house I can afford and be able to breathe financially and have a better life. What's more important is the, is the life I live in the house I own, not the size of the house I own. And sometimes it takes being hurt to, to appreciate what's important in life. And even if, even if you can't have the things you want, when you read stories that, of what people have been through and you realize that people have been through so much worse than you, it makes your life so much better. You realize you have much more than you think you have. 
and, and that's, that's a huge, huge benefit of why Chicken Soup for the Soul did well and why I think we're doing well and why Ted does so well with their stories because it's people's stories that make you realize what's important. You know, it, it, not everybody goes to church, but, you know, people either, either have some kind of faith Maybe they're atheists, maybe they have no faith at all, but people have something, whether it's a universe or faith, there's something they know they can reach out to, and, and, and you can't lose sight of that. And Again, it's people's stories that remind you to do that. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Can you be too optimistic? Yeah. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you, you can be, yeah, yes, I agree. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I believe that if you are so, so, so optimistic that you're losing sight of reality, then you're being too optimistic. But if if you... Let's go back to the entrepreneurs I mentioned before. You create this product. You know there's a need for it, and you're you're so psyched about it. Well, that's a good thing because it's going to drive you to sell it, to market it, to talk about it. Uh, in terms of, of modern times, you'll get out into social media, and you'll promote it there. You are so psyched about this thing, your optimism is flying, but, but you're realistic. You know there's a need, so you're out there pushing it. So that's a good thing. But if you just think it's something you're passionate about, but there's no real tangible uh, foundation for it, you're just, you're just so passionate about it with, no, with nothing tangible to support it, then you're, you're, too op- you're being too optimistic. The Wall Street Journal last Sunday... They have the, the review section. Uh, they had a whole article about the dangers of being overly, overly optimistic, again, with no backbone to support why you're optimistic and how it could actually hurt you in business because it clouds your judgment. And I actually agree with that. I totally agree with that. It's time for us to take a break. So we'll be right back with more with David Mesopel in just a minute. So stay tuned. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. We're talking today with David Mezapel, who's the author of the book Contagious Optimism, which has actually become a brand. David, I love your chapter on maturing and staying young. I mean, that sounds like an oxymoron. Right. (laughs) How does optimism affect longevity, but more importantly, quality of life? Yes, well, you know, if people really of any age, but if we talk about seniors and, and, and all that, when people have the right attitude, everything else will follow suit. And if, if somebody retires and considers themselves, considers their life over, well, that's, that's not a good attitude to have because it's really a second life. It's, it's, it's a new life. It's not the ending of, of your life in any way. So the right attitude will drive you to excel in a sport, a hobby, maybe a uh, another career, and that and that will keep you young, and that's when we say you know maturing and staying young at the same time. Because when you apply optimism and positive thinking, <clears throat> when you apply that attitude um, to your to your life, it really makes you do a lot of things. I, I find for myself, I'm 46 years old, and I find that uh, I exercise every morning, and it really drives me. To, to excel during the day. It drives me to work hard uh, and feel good about what I'm doing. The days that I don't, don't exercise, by 12 o'clock, I'm very lethargic. And, and the days I don't exercise, I just I get through the day. But, but the days I ex- normally exercise, I just my days are great. And I, that applies to everybody of any age. It's very important. It's very important. And, and it's important to exercise your brain as well. You have a wonderful little poem that I just love. It's by Karen Lyons Kalmanson. She has a number in your book. Yeah. But she says this, I'm just a woman who, uh, uh, do not refer to me as a woman of a certain age. I am just a woman who will not be chronologically caged. Wow. And yes. I, I think that is so powerful. And, and any senior can profit from understanding that age is just a number. I will confess this. I will be 79 the end of this month. And my life is so much fun now. Uh, you know, I love doing what I'm doing. And um, I meet seniors who have nothing to do. 
and you know they're really lonely and bored and tired and all those things and it's a shame they have tremendous talent and a lot still to offer I agree completely. I, I hate to say this, but we're right up to the end of the show. We had just a little bit of technical difficulty. Skype did not want to do its Skyping there for a few moments. Um, what's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today, David? Sure. Well, I believe I believe that we all have stories. And what you may consider boring or uneventful is actually inspirational and motivational to others around the globe. So people should always consider sharing their stories, whether it's with us or with others or family and friends. But but remember, your story is very important for others, so, so share it. Share your stories. So if people wanted to share their story with you, what would you ask them to do? How do they I'd share a- their story I'd with ask you? them to come to contagiousoptimism.com and click on Share Your Stories. It'll open up a little dialogue box where they could just put in some information, and one of our representatives will get back to them on with submission guidelines. That's all they have to do. I think that's lovely, and I hope the people who are listening to this show, I wish every single one of them would share your, their story. Uh, think about their own story and share it with you. Absolutely. Oh, Yeah. Next week's guest is Carrie Denau, a psychotherapist whose practice blends Western psychology with Eastern spiritual practices, and she has so much to say. David, thank you so much for being with us today. I truly appreciate you and the work you're doing. Thank you. It was an honor to be here. And we'll have to have you back when the next book comes out. Please do. This is Irene Conlon with my guest David Mezapel saying thank you for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.